When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of Heart and Hand's weekly two free podcast, the one in which we preview the upcoming match at the weekend and in our last game of the season. So it's our last Heart and Hand Extra of the season and joining me with party hat on and bringing games in on the last day is Mr Cameron James Bell. Hello Cammy. Good afternoon David, how are you my friend? Uh Kind of sad, actually, the season's ending, which is a novel experience over the last few years, where, I'll be honest, by this stage of the season, I couldn't wait for the bloody thing to end. But given Rangers, your six wins in the trot, good form during it, good performances during it, a wee bit sad, in all honesty, that Sunday will see the end of the season. I know, I'm gutted, I'm gutted. Um, you're right, we are in a great uh, run of form at the moment, Um Unfortunately, the season has to end and not due to fictitious tours of Japan this time around, but hey-ho. Uh, Rangers will take on Kilmarnock this weekend, Cami. Um, some interesting stuff going around this match. Now, the first thing is, and this is a feeling I've, I've spoken to a lot of Rangers fans and they've expressed this to me, and I get it. Um, logically, of course, this is you know another game. We've got to go and try and win. We want to pick up the points. Yada, 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 right? We get it. We don't really like Kilmarnock. We don't really like Steve Clark, all of that. But it does feel kind of like the season really did end on Sunday. And that was almost like, right, we've got Aberdeen, we need we need to be Aberdeen, we need to be Hibs. We've got Celtic, obviously, good run of form after the old firm match. And it, it almost like felt on Sunday, right, job done. We know that players who picked up knocks at the weekend or have had long, long seasons, uh, such as Scott Arfield, for example, have been, I was going to say allowed, but were told, Right, away on holiday, <laughs> go and rest, um, bugger off today kind of thing, and won't feature. And uh, sensibly, in my opinion, I've been told to you know go off, rest up, this game doesn't matter. It's, of course, Kilmarnock's infamous plastic pitch. So Rangers have, I mean, Stephen Gerrard in his post-match interview on Sunday all but said, yeah, I'm, I'm putting out a reserve team next week. Um, your thoughts on that? I, my personal opinion, just, just to, to, to caveat anything you say is, yeah, I get it. I'm the same. I, I think I was quite critical of um, our mid-season kind of training camp because it felt a lot to me like we had asked a lot of those players with obviously the European campaign, etc. And we're up to that. And then we got into a phenomenal position, um, having beaten Celtic at Ibrox in December uh, to set ourselves up with that. Um, and it felt a lot to me like as if we've not really given the players an opportunity to rest. Our field for me was was typical of that I, I just felt like as if he'd ran a lot of miles and, and you know he needed a, a concerted race which unfortunately at that time we couldn't afford them and um, and because of that I've got to be honest I think that probably didn't help our performances it, it's good man management to say to the players now look 
you've absolutely earned it from this season as a whole. You you, you know you've you've really you know put in a, a great deal of work and effort. Um, yeah, go and have a break, go and do that. And and you're talking about guys like Tavernier and stuff as well who, um, you know, has been so consistent for us as well. But absolutely does merit a breather. Now, obviously, we don't know the teams yet and what's going to go on. So Tavernier may well play. Um, but I would be willing to bet you that there'll still be players who, thanks to Stephen Gerrard and his management team and the commitment that they have, are they asked to play on Sunday? They will absolutely do so. But I think the, the better thing to do is to give these guys a break and just to give them a bit of a breather. One guy who's more than likely to play is Alfredo Morelos, who wants uh, to finish with another goal, finish season. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves with another goal. Uh, he has been left out of Colombia's provisional squad for the Copa America in the summer. And I've seen some speculation, people saying, oh, this will affect his transfer value. It, it really won't, um, because if you're a club who feels Alfredo Morelos is, uh, you know, the guy for you, he's going to solve your striking problems or bring something to your club, then you're not going to go, uh, but he didn't make the Colombia squad. No, I'm not going to bother. If anything, it's actually a bit of a bonus for you because you got a fresh player coming in in the summer. So I don't think it affects his transfer value, but there have been some uh, speculation coming out of Colombia that it was possibly linked to his disciplinary record this season, Cameron. And whether or not we feel all the red cards were justified, the fact is, if you're an international manager, you may be looking at that and going five red cards sent off in the last old form against Celtic. Nah, I can't. I can't chance him. I, I would. I would agree with that opinion. Um, Again, as I say, I think that we have many a time discussed these red cards, some merited, some not so. Um, I don't know if you can take him into tournament football, risking a space for a player that, if he loses his cool and gets sent off, could miss the vast majority of your games uh, on the assumption that you don't qualify all the way through to the the final. Um, So it's a risk. It's a massive risk. Uh, We've also got to remember he's only 22. Um, and Colombia do have talent up front. Oh, it's, God, a yeah. tough pool, it's a tough pool to break into. So I think, you know, don't. What, what, I, I'm actually personally more disappointed for Alfredo because I know that obviously would have meant a lot to him. Um, my hope is that someone, whether it's a family member or a friend or even part of the Rangers coaching team, will say to him, that's the incentive. That's the incentive for you to work hard, to continue on, to calm, you know, the silliness. Uh, because you know that level of football at international level awaits you, and you've got the talent. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it maybe was his disciplinary um, track record, which is is blotted his uh, his copybook slightly. But as far as I'm concerned, that's something which hopefully his maturity grows. He can he can iron out and and go on to feature for Colombia regularly. I think you've nailed it. He's 22. They've got guys like Muriel and Zapata who are having terrific Serie A seasons. You know, they, they're, they're fine. They've got Falcao, obviously, who's a legend for them. Uh, James Rodriguez. So, you know, the 22-year-old who, uh, with the best one in the world, doesn't exactly play in, in a league that, that garners a lot of respect outside, um, outside of, well, I was going to say our country, but it doesn't garner a lot of respect inside it either, in all fairness. But uh, he did speak this week, Cammy, and suggested that there are a number of clubs in for him, and he wants to play Sunday, wants to score, uh, to, to finish the season top scorer, but the, he will then look to his future. And I think there's almost been a sort of tacit understanding all season that Rangers and him had the deal of, look, you give it everything you've got to the end of the season, and then if a bid comes in of X amount, we'll let you go. It does appear that that is the case. It does, and I think um, 
in my in my opinion, if we were to move in the summer, he goes with every Rangers fan's best wishes. Um, we've absolutely supported the wee man through thick and thin. He has been a great player for us, you know, potential player of the season. Uh, some would argue his goals at times have been absolutely invaluable. Um, we're tremendously uh, fortunate that during suspension more recently, uh, we've had a top quality striker who's been able to come in and and fill that berth with, um, you know, just as good, if not slightly better, um, ability in, in, in the most recent run of games. Um I, I can't blame a young guy who has fought his entire life to want to have a better uh, uh, life for his family um, and a better future for his family. Um, so, as I say, if he does end up going, then we'll take the transfer value for him, reinvest it hopefully within the team. Um, but again, as I say, we've, we've had other players who have come and, and, and used Rangers in that regard and went on to have massively successful careers. Uh, so... I think we might have to look at that as a as a very real possible future coming up in the next couple of months. A few youngsters knocking on the door, Rangers uh, at all youth levels have a very good season in terms of picking up trophies, uh, but uh, that's not the challenge for uh, a youth academy. It's nice and it's obviously a good sign, but uh, Craig Mahon did an interview with Rangers TV this week in which he spoke and said it's fantastic because what Rangers do is that they use younger players um, they, they, they basically use the age group below so that it's a bigger challenge for them and to be winning these trophies shows that they're coping really well with the challenge but it's about getting guys into the first team and there are a few that uh, are banging on the door could we see the likes of Adapo and Beauty or Josh McPake come this Sunday? I would like to, I would really like to um, obviously, I mean I totally understand the, the Morelos you know, desire to play and to finish his top goal scorer I, I mean I think Cosgrove, I think, is a goal behind him. If I'm right in saying that, I'm not, I am need to, to look at it again. Yeah, you're correct. It's, yeah, it's very fine margins. Um, but, uh, again, I would like to be able to try and see he's been able to try and bring some youngsters into it. If I was Gerard on Sunday, um, I don't know whether or not I would I would start Morelos and then bring a youngster on later on. But if he doesn't get an early goal, then you know, you're starting to throw that into a quandary. I absolutely would use um, Kamarnik as an opportunity to do that. Uh and just show them the kind of level of contempt to have for them at the moment that we shouldn't treat this as anything more than really a, a, a glorified training game. Which it kind of is. Um, it's even been played on a friggin' indoor pitch, let's be honest. Um, not even a very good one. Kilmarnock, uh, a few weeks ago, announced that they were cutting Rangers' allocation for this match, and uh, it has come as no great surprise to anyone in the Ayrshire area that news has emerged that there are plenty of home-end tickets kicking about because they've been giving them out to schools, they've been giving them out to local sponsors, uh, after, of course, failing to sell all their tickets. And, look, it was their decision. They did, you know, the reasons behind it, I thought, were reasonably solid if they could have sold the tickets which was it's their 150th anniversary celebrations uh the feeling even then was that it would be steve clark's last match which it looks as though it's going to be and that uh, the town would turn out to support but it hasn't panned out now the problem for kilmarnock and he'll mend them is that they basically announced yeah this is permanent going forward um costing themselves in the region for this match of 100 grand fine if, if that's what they want to do but moving forward um they can't afford to be losing you know that every time rangers play uh and i'm not sure that they can i think they've painted themselves into a corner here can i'm not sure they can just go 
But actually, seeing we didn't sell them, we're, we're just because there was a lot of shite about oh, it's for safety reasons and this and that and the other, rather than just saying yeah, it's it's a big last game is so we want it more Kilmarnock fans in if possible. They, as I say, then kind of painted themselves in a corner. And as I know, uh, I know very well that giving out tickets to schools, etc., in Ayrshire, maybe in the home end, it'll be Rangers fans. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're helping the next generation of Rangers fans who maybe couldn't make it to Ibrox and, um, had, the, had the game been in Glasgow and something. No, um, listen, it, this this feels a lot to me like Steve Clark's agenda has been driven via the club. I've just I don't remember at any point in my lifetime, Davey, this level of needle that we've had with Kilmarnock, and and I've got to, I've got to put that at the door of Steve Clark. Um, if he leaves, albeit wherever he's, he's potentially going. That it would not surprise me to see Kamarnik probably, you know, come back from this situation slightly and then probably increase the ticket allocation. Rangers fans have funded that club for fucking decades. So I just, I've just never ever re- really understood as to why I had to get to this level. And see if I'm being perfectly honest, you're honestly telling me that for the 150th anniversary, you couldn't have used. All of the money from Rangers fans sell out the game as, as you probably would have, or, or have a really high uh, gate, and then do another event at some point in the future, or like an open day, or I don't know something like that, that you've had the opportunity to be able to do. It. These fans weren't there during the run of Steve Clark. If they're supposedly all going to turn up now just to say cheerio to them, I don't really buy that. Um, I think the regular attenders will be there as pair. But I don't think you've got all these people in the woodwork just waiting to come out to say cheerio to him or all of a sudden caring that it's 150th anniversary. It's a really stupid marketing ploy. Um, and as you say, now they're starting to grasp for excuses. So it feels to me like they've went down a little bit of a um, of a direction that they're going to have to crawl back from. And they're going to have to realise that the money is more important than Steve Clark's hatred of Rangers. He's off by every press report to the Scotland job. Now, I think this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, you know, he's, he's taken up the national team. But two, I don't believe he takes this job if he thinks he's getting the Celtic job. And we've seen this week with, uh, and this you know, obviously does affect us, which is why we're discussing it. We've seen this week uh, what looks like the start of Lennon campaigning to get the job full time, despite Certainly last weekend, what appeared a, a sizable chunk of the Celtic support saying, piss off, Neil. Sizable chunk of the Rangers support saying, please, 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 please. And, uh, you know, they've been linked with Mourinho, was shot down by his agent in under an hour. Um, they were linked this week with Rafa Benitez, who, you know, if they can persuade him, fair play. But given he's on £6 million a year at Newcastle, I think it's highly unlikely. And... It'll, the, the names being mentioned for it are Neil Lennon, David Moyes, etc., I take it that they know who they're getting because Clark would have been a fallback for them, surely. Well, Clark's been quite an impressive Celtic cheerleader uh, for most of the season, as I say, with some of these campaigns campaigns against Rangers regardless. But I think the thing is, he's he's either been told uh, that he's not getting taken into consideration or he's ruling himself out of it because he believes that there's a a, a clear favourite. Um, I know that Billich has also been mentioned in some areas of the press as well. For I hope he doesn't get it because I like him, but yeah. as, as a football manager, I'd have no concern. I've no concerns about any of the names mentioned. Benitez, yeah, that would be a worry, but I really, really can't see that. I mean, he Benitez would cost them minimum Rogers money plus fifty percent, and given that they want to go down the way from Rogers money, I just cannot see how they make that work. 
I don't I don't know either, but then it doesn't feel to me as if there's sufficient budget to invest in a manager and playing squad with the same level of impetus. I think that if Lowell gets what he wants, which is probably keeping Lennon in that job and then looking at being able to get the PR war on side by investing in the team, then he gets that. I don't know how you do that when you have to pay Benitez X amount and then obviously have to put in. And that's obviously completely outside of any other potential uh, costings which might be coming out of um, Parkheads in, in the next few months. Um, in terms of Clark, um, I, I'm completely uninterested in the national team, Davey, you know that. Um, the SFA needs completely overhauled. All Clark will end up being is probably, you know, a figurehead within there. Whilst they employ people like Malky Mackay, etc., I've got zero interest in whatever the national team are going to do. Um, it would surprise me um, if Steve Clark was to take what is effectively a part-time job, um, given, you know, what we think right now for him is his main desire to stay within club football. Um and I don't really think if I was a, if I was a Scotland fan, and let's say I'm a Tartan Army, you know, regular, what I'd be saying to myself is, does Steve Clark want the Scotland job or the Celtic job? And if he would rather have the Celtic job, then I don't want him taking our job as second best. So Scottish football at the national level needs an absolute focus on it that needs to to see it completely stripped down and started again. I don't think Steve Clark's the man to do that because, again, I don't think his heart's necessarily in it because he doesn't want to stay command because he probably thinks he's taken him as far as he can possibly go. But and he's he right. Was, well, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, he is right, obviously. But he absolutely will never be a Rangers manager, so that's fifty percent of the old firm taken out. It, it's quite clear Celtic don't like don't fancy him. So Scotland feels like a fallback, and is that really what the national team deserves? Is that is that where they're at now? So, yeah, yeah, but but, but, but well, yes. I'm, no, I'm it is for, me, <laughs> for me. For you and I, yes, but for but but know, no, even, just, it is. I mean, Michael and you okay beat it for Christ's sake. Yeah, absolutely. But then this is where um, coming back to the hordes of evil, they need to seriously think about you know when they're going to invest in their man. That there has to be some sort of um, investment within the manager, but then also investment within the playing squad. That's a fine, fine balance. See, um, the, I, before anyone starts to complain, oh, you're talking about Celtic. The reason we're talking about Celtic is in it's a Rangers context because it, I think that going into next season, Celtic are going to have a worse playing squad um, than they started this season with because they started it with Dembele, for example, and they're going to have a worse manager. And given that Rangers have improved this season considerably, will hopefully improve again in the summer through transfers. Them coming back, and I think they will again with their, their next appointment, really gives us an opportunity next season to kick on and win the title. Listen, you're totally correct. Totally correct. And I've said it many times, whoever takes that job at Celtic could almost be more important than any player we sign because of the, the, the level of, of, of prep that Celtic get in order to be able to go for it. Throughout the course of this season, all for me at least, and I'm happy to debate this with any Rangers fan who may feel differently, I have seen incremental learnings by Steven Gerrard for the mistakes that he's made throughout the course of the season and how he's learned from them. And yes, I know that we might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves because we've had a great run of form in the last few weeks and consistency has been our main problem. But he's acknowledging that. It's not like other people are talking about it and he's 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 closed his ears to it. He absolutely acknowledges where that, that is. He's come out and said, winning all firm games isn't the reason as to why we're not going to win the league. It's our inconsistency is the reason as to why we're not going to win the league. So from that perspective, it, it gives me a great deal of hope to be able to say when he goes into next season, he's already a better, more experienced manager 
than we received at the start of this season. Celtic need to be able to get into it because the pressure on them is absolutely huge. And the pressure on them is not only the playing squad and the manager, whoever they elect, but also the board because they have so much to lose. This is absolutely pivotal for us to be able to try and do this this season because they're absolutely in a state of flux. So it's very, very Rangers related. What I will say is going into the summer, I agree with you. I think the manager has learned from mistakes on the, and I admit I'm biased, but the brilliant interview on Heart and Hand this week with Michael Beale um, of the Rangers coaching staff. He spoke about that and said that they've learned things like they, you can't have a one-style-fits-all philosophy because you're playing a technical game in Europe on the Wednesday, but that's, that's no good to you to play that way at Fort Park, for example. And yeah, you're right that they've learned so much. If you want to hear that interview, and trust me, you do, it's absolutely brilliant. Just go to Heart and Hand on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. That's Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash heart and hand. And it's A N D, not an ampersand. Um, and you will get a, a wonderful experience. It was an hour, and I could have listened to Michael Beale talking all day, Cami. Um, not only about his knowledge of football, but to hear somebody who was humble enough to say, yeah, we, we you know, we need to do this. We've got to develop here. We've got to do better in this and that. We've got to adapt to the unique environment that Scottish football to win things was incredibly heartening, I thought. It's more, you know, you want, as a fan, as you're in that, you know, as you're in the stadium and you see, obviously, the results against Celtic and the passion, Rapid Vienna, etc. You want to, to feel as if the management team understand how important it is. And when you listen to that Beale interview, all you hear from him is just this passion and this desire to do it, to get it right, to to get silverware back to the to get the league back to the Angels. Um, and he's just so committed to being able to try and do it. it it's it's it, it, it's just so refreshing and it's fantastic. He's not here to tick boxes. He's not here to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I've done it," and I'll go and do something else or whatever. He has absolutely got the ethos of of the 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 pulse of the club in terms of where we are at with our desire for success, being able to do that. And and more importantly than that, he's not trying to dilute those expectations. He understands the responsibility that's that's on part of the management team. And as far as I'm concerned, he's absolutely ready to to face them um, and do his damnedest to make it happen. Okay, Cammy, probably the most difficult one of the season, given um, that we have absolutely no idea what the team's going to look like on Sunday. But give me a prediction for our, our final league match of the season. I'm going to say 3-0 Polster hat-trick. <laughs> I'm going to say 1-1. I think it'll be a really boring end of season 1-1. I've just seen so many of these over the years with Rangers. And I think back to last day draws, especially after a, a big one the week before. So I, I'll not, say 1-1. You don't fancy another 5 all draw? No, not like we had last season and stuff as well? It has. It could be because you, you see it all the time. There were even the games in England last week that, a lot of teams in the last day just go out and go, ah, fuck it, let's just have a go. Um, so you either get these crazy games or you get really boring games where the players are like, I've got two weeks in Magaluth book, there's no way I'm picking up an injury um, and missing out on that. So it could it could go either way, but I don't think it's one we'll be talking about in 10 years, put it that way. Right, folks, thank you very much for joining myself and Cameron. This is, of course, the last Heart and Hand Extra of the season. We'll be back on Monday with a regular Heart and Hand and we'll tell you our plans for the summer here, although we are not going away anywhere on Patreon. Come and visit us. You'll still get your daily content over there, but we will have a couple of specials throughout the summer going out for free. Thank you to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and thank you to my guest, the splendid Mr Cameron James Bell. 
David, thank you. A pleasure as always. Before we do sign off, um, can we also just mention to the, the listeners again um, a final call for the Heart and Hand book? Oh, of course, yes. Um, yeah, thank you, Martin, would have killed me. Um, Martin Ramsey, our esteemed colleague, is writing a book on and uh, being commissioned. It's a proper book. Don't, don't he's not just writing a book that will never see the light of day. Publisher arranged all that stuff uh, on the top fifty Rangers games of all time, and he wants your votes on them. Now, all you need to do to uh, send them in is to compile your top ten and send them to Martin, and it's Martin at heartandhand.co.uk. That's Martin with a Y, and it's heartandhand.co.uk. Now, there are no rules in terms of what you can and cannot pick. They can be games that you've seen, but they don't have to be. They can be matches from before you were born. They can be matches you think are significant in the club's history, having heard about them from uh, from you know, friends and family, having read about them. It's entirely up to you. So you can decide these are the 10 most important games in our history, or you can decide these mean a lot to me. It doesn't matter. It's down to you. What is a bastard? Is getting it down to 10. Yeah, so what I've done is, and this is my most scientific method that I've discovered so far, is that I have got it down to 20, which I thought was quite good, mm-hmm. um, and I've put them on a dartboard and got 10 darts and just randomly threw darts at the board, and that that's my 10. That's as scientific as I can get at the moment because the list constantly changes. Um, however, Martin is a, a, a stringent on the rules. Mm-hmm. 31st of May, mm. midnight, deadline that's it. Yep. will not be accepted thereafter. Even I can't squeeze one in thereafter. Nope. So, no, you have to make sure your entries are involved in it. And please, I know this sounds like something you're kind of, oh, it's pretty obvious, I'll do it in about 20 minutes. We've been doing this for nearly, well, I've been doing it for nearly two weeks. I know, David, you've been kind of mm, uh, puzzling it over. Yeah. Um, it will take time, so please give yourself a good window to make sure that you get your uh, submission in once you've finalised that list. Yep, Cami spot on there, folks. That's Martin with a Y at heartandhand.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening to Extra All Season. And we will be back on Monday. Until then, I hope your team wins. Take care. Bye. Podcast Network.